Today's film stuff is sponsored by our enjoyment of having a new phone on an iPhone. Oh, finally, we got new iPhones. That's very musical. I was so excited I broke into song almost. <laughs> I know, you did. So we both got iPhones today. And also I got an Apple Watch. Finally. Oh my god, I was so, so, so looking forward to this Apple Watch. <sighs> so this Apple Watch broke and she's been missing it. Now she has one. A month. Yay! And then I found out that the walkie-talkie feature that we've literally been waiting for since the original Apple Watch came out is only available on the new Apple Watches. Yeah. So Susie has nobody to walkie-talkie right now and I'm sad about it. So I just have like a sad Apple Watch. So today's film stuff is about movies versus TV. I think what we think this whole episode is going to be about is why TV shows and TV episodes and TV is one of the most compelling and ultimate storytelling mm. method we think it should I, be. I do think it's the ultimate storytelling format. Long form episodic storytelling I think is the ultimate storytelling format. Mm. When people find out that you're a filmmaker, they sort of automatically assume that like the best of the best, the peak of the peak, the most ultimate filmmaking experience is Hollywood mainstream movies. Feature films. Feature films. But Susie and I don't think that way. Obviously, we have created our entire business around internet videos, so we don't think that... Uh, Hollywood action movies are the best of the best. I mean... They're great. They're we great. love them. But we also think TV is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. What, what's the difference? Aren't they the same thing, Susie? Um, kind of. It's moving pictures and there's people and there's always stories, right? <laughs> However, it's different storytelling. Um, I believe that television is called the small screen and <laughs> movies are called well, the big screen. Some people say TV is a stupid box. <laughs> no. What do some people call it? Like, it's sometimes referred to as like something stupid that I've never heard anybody say in actual real life, like the boob tube. A boob tube? Yeah, sometimes people call television the boob tube. Why? I don't know, but apparently it's like the list of like things. It's like the small screen, the boob okay. tube, the giant. Like they have all these Weird like phrases for television. A TV is episodic in nature, so things generally don't have to revol resolve within one episode because usually television is meant to be seen in serial, right? You're meant to see one episode and then another episode and then another episode. And so you get like sitcoms like Friends or How I Met Your Mother or even shows like Black Mirror where like they don't really have anything to do with each other. Each episode is a self-contained series, even leveraged self-contained episode. Sometimes though there's like kind of overarching, overarching, I'm not sure whether it's arcing or arching, kind of these overall story arcs that last the entire season and then each season will have one and then they'll sort of resolve and then there'll mm -hmm. be things that kind of happen within each season. Mm -hmm. Exactly, that's why I think episodic storytelling, it's better to build what, what Lee says, build this universe or mm. world that people really get engaged with. I think that's why Game of Thrones, there's a lot of people love it. World building, for sure. World building. And I think we have changed the way in which we consume television. We used to kind of watch one episode at a time when it came out and it was a live event. And now it's not like that at all. Like Twin Peaks is a good example. It used to be like kind of you watched one thing as it came out or yeah. Dallas, one thing as it came out. But now we live in an era where every see it's like a binge watching yes, is a big thing. Stuff comes out all at once. It was really different when you had to wait a full seven days before mm -hmm. the next episode came out. I remember watching Gilmore Girls as it was airing live. There was so much speculation in between each episode and it was like a thing and you gathered at people's houses to watch it. And people do still do that for shows like Game of Thrones, but it's a very different environment now, mm -hmm. I'd say. I hear people purposefully 
put off watching things because they want the whole season to come out at once so that they can just watch it. Exactly. I used to watch in my high school, even though I wasn't in Netflix or anything. I was very limited in my media consumption because I was in China. So China, what I had as a high school or middle school or as a teenager was this like bulk of one season will come out DVD set, and then the next season will come out. So I have to be actually consuming it once. That's what my habit was. I think that's the best. It's like I don't have to wait for another week、right. to continue. Well, what's interesting is I think people are actually changing the way that they make television in、oh, anticipation、yeah. of the binge. Things are there's a phrase paced for the binge. Oh, which is wow! Like, yeah, like you know, we just saw the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them sequel, Crimes of Grindelwald,、mm -hmm. and a lot of the criticism was talking about how it's basically paced for the binge. Like it's a big setup. There's not a lot of like things that actually happen in this sequel. It's more like setting you up for the third movie. Yeah. yeah. So they're sort of expecting people are going to watch all four movies at once in a marathon. Yeah, that was a criticism. I think so. I think a lot of times now, I'm questioning. Is it because we're so used to consuming media like a TV, so everything is just like following the TV trend, or no matter what, people acknowledge this way of consuming media is the best way. So every kind of media is shaping up that way. I, I think、um, it's just an incredibly attractive format. I think people just love consuming media that way, and I think television figured it out. And I think Hollywood figured it out too, because if you look at what what's working in Hollywood, it's almost everything、exactly. is a franchise movie. Exactly. I think that's why. Okay, let、uh, Harry Potter is、yes. so successful because it's、yes. a seven big episodes of a you know even though it's、sure. a book. Twilight, Hunger Games, Marvel, everything is episodic and serial. In this huge world with all these different characters and parts, people love it. Exactly. It's like a more rich, detailed version of escapism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's—I mean—it's the same reason why people loved in the golden era of Hollywood. They loved Doris Day and Rock Hudson,、mm. and we don't care that they're in different movies playing different characters. It's still Doris Day and Rock Hudson, and we still want to see that same romance played out over and over again, even though like. Yeah, they have plots are different, kind of, but basically everybody went for the same reason. So、yeah. even before they were serialized, people、Love. wanted to consume things that way. I think so. People wanted. That's why I think a lot of people are invested on、um, a lot of、uh, media or what fandom is formed because、Absolutely. you want to be involved in that world. And if TVs or movies cannot give it. I feel like it's not compelling enough for me to see it. Even that's why I see more TV now than actual movies. Yes. Now, like a lot of times, TV and now movies are becoming kind of the walls are more、um, loose. In my opinion, from a consumer's perspective,、yeah. they're starting now, to look the same. Yeah, TVs are now shot like movies,、mm -hmm. and people. I mean, there's a lot of high production as well. And movies are planned like TV. Yeah. Now so, you shoot the entire Hobbit series at the same time, like you would a television show. Exactly. So, what do you think is I, happening? I had a friend that worked in the film industry in China, and she was telling me that the internet television is blowing up there, not necessarily because of viewership or money, but、mm. because even though the money's smaller, creatives get to make the shows that they actually want to make,、mm. because so many channels have the audiences and are just looking for good content that. For you know five million, they can make one movie and it's sort of what they want, or they can go make five series, but it's exactly what they want on the internet or whatever.、Mm. So the creative freedom of television, a lot of people are switching because of the creative freedom. And then you you do get 
television directors that hop into movie making. And because, you do get you do yeah. get movie makers who do is single episodes of television. That's yeah. a thing now. Lost was a good example. That was television that was shot like a movie. Literally shot like a movie. They scripted the whole season at the same time, which was unheard of at the time. Mm. They flew out to this location. They had big Hollywood actors, A-name actors in it. It was a big gamble, but it worked. And so J.J. Abrams has always shot his television like it's a movie. He did Alias first, and then he wound up doing Lost, and then he moved over to movies, and he did all the Star Treks and stuff like that, and he did the, you know, the new Star Wars, and he's very much a cinematic storyteller. But you couldn't mm. do that. He, he could only do that because Alias was so successful he could convince them to give a million dollars just for the freaking pilot episode, which was like two and a half hours long or something insane. Oh, no, it was like weird. And if Lost hadn't become that Lost. cultural... Yeah, if he didn't have the name to bank on and if it hadn't become that cultural phenomenon, I think it would have been harder for other films to secure that financing to shoot it like a movie. And so yeah. Harry Potter, up front, needed this huge cast, needed to involve children, and needed to have these amazing special effects to build the world. And I don't know that they could have done that for television. Mm. I think everybody would have watched it, but it would have looked more like a miniseries. I think it would have been hard to, to cover a special effects budget. I've never seen a television with like an amazing art direction or special effects no. budget that's been Hollywood level. I listened to an interview with Edgar Wright talking about what happened when he, you know, left Ant-Man. And he was saying, somebody said, if you could change one thing about Hollywood, what would you change? And he said... I'd say this, this would be something that would never happen, but it would be amazing to say to the studios, you have to make one original movie for every franchise movie. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? What if it was a quota thing? It's if for every franchise movie that you release into cinemas, you have to release an original movie too. I mean, I think the thing is, like, the studios know deep down that original movies are the future. But if you think about it, in 1977, Star Wars was an original screenplay. Mm. And in 1979, Alien was an original screenplay. And in 1984, Terminator was an original screenplay. So for the health of the industry and for the future of film history, studios should just start making more original movies as well. Like, it has to happen. Because if you think about it, a lot of the best franchises we have came because somebody made a really good original movie. Fast and the Furious happened because the first one was a surprisingly good movie. And, you know, not Twilight and Harry Potter and, you know, The Hunger Games and Divergent. Well, yeah. Like, not those things that came from books that we already knew were going to be series. But things that were homegrown series that had sequels, like Rush Hour or, you know, there's how Red. many movies like that? Yeah, Red. Red was such a good movie. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of movies like the Indiana Jones series or yeah. Star Wars was literally just an original movie that came out. And yeah, it was intended to be part of a series, but that wasn't a franchise that they ad adapted from a comic book source material or, you know. And yeah. I think that there's less and less room for that these days. All we see are franchises that are safe business bets. Yeah, even now what's in the box office is the, um, first of all, the five the Beast. I, why, Fantastic Beast and Where to Why find can it? I not remember this title of this movie? You can't remember anything about that movie. <laughs> I'm like, Andy Raymond? She, she can't remember anybody's character name. Yo. I keep being like, Lena. She's like, who? Newt? Yeah, I can't remember anybody's name. Yeah, Jacob? Tina? Who the hell is Jacob? <laughs> Jacob is a memorable name anyway. Yeah, I mean, even look at James Cameron, who has penned some of the most amazing box office successes in the past couple of years, including the highest grossing movie of all time, right? Uh, Titanic? So he did Titanic, he did Avatar, he did the Terminator movies, and then he's coming back, and what's the next movie he's gonna make? 
know. Avatar 2. Oh my god, They're making really? making a sequel. Why? Just keep it there. It was perfect. Just the move it on. This might be one of those. Okay, Terminator 2 was as good as Terminator 1. So. If anybody can make a sequel that's as good as the original, it's James JJ, Cameron. Okay. I mean, like some of the greatest like absorbing worlds lately have not been the movie movies. Movies that's our franchises, which is like yeah. it feels like I don't know if it's true or not. Maybe statistically, we're looking at the numbers, and because we're in Korea, we're only seeing the big Hollywood releases. That's yeah, entirely possible. That's true. But it does often feel like a lot of the movies that are coming out are formulaic or franchises, even in the Korean movies. Yeah. And then it feels like television is where you go to find your fresh, new, hip and happening thing. Yeah, everybody talks about the TV show, not really the movie, what they saw sure. on the weekend, right? Sure. TV is the place where we see more creative storytelling happening. We see more risks being taken. We see more new stories. We see more Stranger Things. We see more yeah. uh, Black Mirror. We see more 13 Reasons Why. Mm, we see more 13 Reasons Why. That story would only work because of it's a TV format. It couldn't work in a movie format. They literally wrote it to be an episodic story. So that's, um, I think, it's a good one. But I think a lot of these shows are like new, interesting worlds. Do you think we are ever going to start making serial episodes on our... Yeah, I think so. Channel? Yeah, of course. Yeah? You heard it here. Of course, if we start making sequels, just like. As long as they're good sequels, it's fine. As long as they're Harry Potter level sequels where the, each one gets better than the last one, <laughs> then we're good. <laughs> I definitely, Gary Vaynerchuk has a thing where he says that YouTube and Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram, blah, 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 all these different social networks are basically becoming broadcast companies. Mm -hmm. And he likens it to what happened when television came in displaced radio. Mm. This is the same thing that happened then is basically happening now, but instead of television stations, it's now social media platforms are becoming what television stations became when radio was a thing. Mm. This is now the television, and the television is now the radio. And it's the late 40s and early 50s, and the people in this room that understand that, and understand that Snapchat and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram are ABC, NBC, ESPN, and MTV, and that the businesses and individuals in this room that realize how to make MASH or Seinfeld or the best shows on those platforms will win. I don't think he's wrong. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I, I, that's why I think YouTube is also having this epi episodic storytelling. I think that's why I think we want to make something that's like consuming like that right. kind of way. I think it's one of the most compelling formats you can have. People want to see characters that go from time to time. Our favorite YouTube channel is Alice in Paris. Like mm -hmm. that's our favorite YouTube show. Yeah. And even though each episode isn't exactly connected, there's still some themes. Yeah. And that is very episodic and very world-buildy and, and fantastic. like the same character will appear in the next season. Right. You know? And there's even when she goes on a date, there's they're linking between episodes. There's a cliffhanger and then it comes back. And I think it's a very compelling format. Mm-hmm. 
thanks for listening to our long episode about television mm -hmm. and movies. Yeah, if you have any other um, things you wanted to know about, don't ask us. We'll do it. <laughs> we have a whole list of things. Ten people have left us a, a rating on iTunes, Susie. Did you know that? I know. It's amazing. It I know. Amazing. There's all lurkers who push that five-star um, reviews. We see you, lurkers. We I love salute it. you. I love it.